0: next film we're going to be talking about is Mandy from 2018. Oh, my God. So Mandy is not an easy film to explain the plot of, but we'll try. Yeah. It's a psychedelic trip. Uh, yes. Horror, psychedelic film about... This guy, I, for, I honestly forgot his Nicholas Cage's character's name. Is it Joe? I think it's either Joe or Red. I think it's Red. I'm going to call him Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I mean, don't we just call Nicholas Cage, yeah, that's Cage true. in every movie he's in? That's what I called him in, in Ghost Rider. Hey, yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Nicholas. Cage. I mean, his acting
1: because I think he's a brilliant actor. No,
0: he is things. a brilliant actor. It's just, I forgot. Especially
1: in this. Especially in Mandy, he is brilliant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Nicolas Cage is married to this woman named Mandy. They're in the woods. They have a really nice life together. It's very quiet and, you know, comfortable. And one day, the mandy character is kidnapped by these cultists who devote their love to this guy uh, uh, jedediah i think jedediah jedediah yeah. was his name Jedediah, and he is a complete egomaniac who believes he's the chosen one he's the next coming he has not, he has a song about him mm-hmm. and because mandy doesn't want to give in to his bullshit she is killed by these people right and uh joe or nicholas cage is kidnapped and forced to watch the murder of his wife and it leads to this insane bloodbath of a film that is at points campy at points disturbing at points epic godly godly and it's unlike any other horror film i've seen in the past 10 years and i think that's incredible (laughs) I think it's awesome uh, The director was Panos uh, I can't even say his last name Panos Los Matos I think his last name is uh, Panos up,
1: Cosmatos I think Lanos yeah uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, wait what no Panos
1: Yeah I think it's Panos Cosmatos
0: Oh co- oh, I wrote it I wrote it now Cosmatos the director And I got to bring this guy up uh, Bre- Benjamin Loeb I think is the d- director of photography of this Mm. film because it has an incredible look to it wow Uh, we went to see this film together over in Southgate because that was the only place that was playing it yes so I know your experience I was there you know my experience you were there (laughs) explain to the people (laughs) what this movie was like seeing it in a theater that was decently packed yeah with people who I can't imagine lived in Southgate
1: it was so wild. It was so wild. I just remember it being a lot of fun, man. I remember us looking at each other like after the movie was ended. We were in the hallways and we were like, Did you, <laughs> Did you see what I just saw? It's like you said, man, this movie is unlike any horror movie I've ever seen. And it's also unlike any other revenge story I've ever seen. It really truly is psychedelic in every sense of the word. And the cinematography is hypnotic it is hypnotic Yeah, it is it is a beautiful film to look at i love the color grading and i really truly do love the the dark aesthetic to this film i think it really it 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 matches well with the narrative especially with the dark themes uh within this movie this is another horror film that we're dealing with a cult and cults are scary especially ones that believe they're doing nothing wrong Uh, that to me is is very dangerous and it's a real danger uh, in the real world. And I really loved how this director was able to capture that and able to just give us something that is so out there, but also still feels uh, intimate and vulnerable. That to me was very impressive. Why does it feel intimate and vulnerable? Well, it's because of the love relationship between Mandy and Nicolas Cage's character.
0: Very (laughs) authentic, by the way. It's a very authentic relationship, which I think in a lot of Nick Cage films you know especially in the 2000s he was criticized for oh you're picking all these fucking movies all these terrible scripts and you're terrible in them but it's like no dude he's incredible in this film man yeah
1: he is so great in this movie you don't see him for nicholas cage you see him for this character who's lost something you know and just is propelled on this like rampage of vengeance
0: crazy know.
1: yeah <laughs> evil <laughs> crazy evil you know drinking like downing vodka and yeah. yelling with a tiger shirt on his head on, on his shirt like it, it's it's so amazing man and um one thing that i don't think people talk about enough is the soundtrack for mandy the original score from the late Johan Johansson, who is one of my favorite composers ever. He has collaborated with Denis Villeneuve on several films like Sicario, Prisoners, Mm -hmm. Arrival. He -hmm. did the theme for The Theory of Everything with Eddie Redmayne. He is such a brilliant composer, but Mandy is actually my favorite piece of music that he's ever contributed to cinema. That love theme, the love theme for Mandy and Nicolas Cage's character is everything that music needs to be yeah. like it 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 really does affect me on an emotional level that is almost indescribable yeah um it is fantastic fantastic music the action is epic i never even thought that 30 foot chainsaws existed yet they do in this movie because it just mm-hmm. takes place on a different plane it is <laughs> Wicked! This movie, and I also love the metal flavor to this movie. Oh yeah, you don't don't see that very much in horror movies—not these days. The only other movie I can think of that is heavy metal that is recent with horror movies. Yeah, this one movie called The Devil's Candy, which I thought was fascinating. And if you loved Mandy, I I heavily encourage that you check out The Devil's Candy because I thought that movie was. So interesting. Uh,
0: and I need that Slayer movie as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that metal op- a metal Metalocalypse movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this Mandy was the, the door opener for that. Um, exactly. Everything you said, I think, is on point. This is not actually the first time Angel and I have talked about Mandy on the podcast. Mm. We have a review of it up from back when it came out where we talked about it. And uh, I would... Uh, it's been a while since i've listened to it uh, and what exactly we said i remember that we we were talking about how there were moments that could be slow for a lot of people uh they're very at it's a very atmospheric film like something like hereditary right except this is much more stylized in a very uh sulfuric way if you want to put it that way right in a really trippy lsd sort of it Way. feels like
1: you're taking drugs. <laughs> like it, like you, it, it actually feels like you can get hurt watching this movie. Yeah. That's how it's set out to be. But I like that style because that's exactly where the mindset is of the antagonists. I mean, they have demonic henchmen that ride bikes and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. Um, but damn, it's awesome. Damn, it's awesome when Nicolas Cage's character writes those wrongs, man.
0: Ugh. It's that yeah. same
1: feeling that you get with John Wick. And I, I really, that's what I really love about the like revenge movies, like they instantly connect with you and you're there, you're there on the journey. So connecting with the audience is very easy to do, which I think Mandy offers. Um, But you have to fill in the gaps with the cinematography, the narrative, the performances. And this movie does that.
0: I believe it does that. I think one of the most defining moments, the most defining scenes, the scene that I look up when it comes to Mandy is the bathroom scene uh, where he's just, it seems funny at first, you know, because it's, it's shot widely, almost as Wes Anderson-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. In the bathroom, he comes in right after seeing his wife get killed in a terrible way, after the ashes of her remains in his hands, you know. Right, right. He comes in and finds the vodka, and he just starts downing it in, in a way that, you know, people are like, oh, God, what's going on? And then he just starts screaming in a way that is so real and epic. You yeah. know, effective. I mean, I felt it. You know, yeah, uh, insane, yeah. Yeah, insane.
1: The, the whole movie is just a portrait of what it means to lose someone that you love. That's the whole portrait of the movie. Yeah, right. And so I love that they can do that in <laughs> this way. That is like, whoa! This is like an acid trip of love, basically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can go
0: that. to you can go to the really trippy areas of it like the pcp driven parts of the film and yeah. then you can cut to a moment that is just so authentic and we've all reacted in that way when yeah. it came to like the passing of a loved one we've all done that you know oh, yeah. at those moments where we reacted in that way and i think it's some of the most it's a that scene particularly i think is the most brilliant piece of his acting within the film
1: yeah and i also love that you can tell that there was a collaborative effort between actor and director yeah for example the scene where we see nick cage snap that guy's neck i (laughs) believe i heard in an interview nick cage was like in that moment i felt like my character um had an awakening like bruce lee and wanted to do that because that's how, just how much anger he had there was a dragon in him that just needed to come out and, and do it and so i told the director to to, to shoot it that way and, and we did it like that and so i like that there is also you know artistic freedom within the choices that they make you know i love when uh nick cage's character tries the acid and his whole face like melts off, off the like, knife yeah <laughs> like in a like yeah, exactly off the knife. Like I love that we get moments like that. It reminds me of like scenes in like Raiders of the Lost Ark when they see and when they when they open up um, the ark. Yeah, the ark itself. Like yeah. that's really cool to me. Um, also the animated
0: him, sequences within the film, the two oh, yeah. D animated beautiful oh, yeah. moments yeah. Yeah, transitions, yeah. especially yeah. in the last shot of the film. You know where there's the bridging of both worlds. I mean, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, wonderful blends of film technique as well. You know, yeah, uh, reminds me of things in, like Kill Bill, like when it goes into that animation sequence, and it's like, holy crap, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love this movie, and I I own it, and um, yeah, I can't wait to 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 rewatch it on in my theater room because it, it is be uh, else, it, it it is um. Naked I think, in your yeah. room, <laughs> yeah. People, people need to talk about this movie more. Um, I I, I get that it's a movie that's not for everyone, right. but I think there are things in it that everyone can take away from it and appreciate.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure, the love theme, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of the the dialogue in between both characters are very authentic. You know, there's that great moment where um, she's like, "What planet are you?" and he says, "Galactus." It's oh like, yeah that's, that's not a planet no but he eats planets i'm like yeah. oh man that's something i'm gonna use that in the future yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly know? it's like hey can nick cage just galactus let's go
1: exactly if he's exactly. coming
0: back get him a voice galactus that's all i'm saying
1: oh that would be cool
0: that'd be epic
1: that would be really cool. get him to uh, there, get him to motion capture that actually
0: yeah Look, Nicholas Cage can prove that Andy Serkis is not the only king of motion <laughs> capture, all right? Yeah, that exactly. would be epic imagine it. We see the background footage and it's just they could just put in him in that suit that they use for motion capture and put him in the movie. And that's exactly. Galactus. I'll I'll buy it. I don't exactly. care. <laughs> I don't hey, you want you want to know how much I buy it? How much? That's how much. <laughs> and I can't wait for him to come back. Wait, Angel, I got to I got to ask you real quick. This is not the movie question, <laughs> but how do you feel about the rumor of Nicolas Cage coming back or coming for the first time to play Superman, the Superman of the Michael Keaton Batman world in The Flash?
1: I love the idea. I think I've always wanted to see it. I, I love the behind the scenes footage of him trying on the suit, the Superman suit with Tim Burton. Although I think their conversations were made me a bit hesitant on seeing the project when yeah, they were like, w- what's the cape for and stuff like that. I, I, but I think Nicolas Cage, as an avid comic book reader and fan of superheroes, I think he's, yeah. his appreciation for Superman has grown much more. And I think he'd be able to give us something that um, will resemble the character best as how we know him, which is a symbol yeah. of hope. Somebody who um, refuses to do anything but good and righteous. It gets me excited, especially that image there. I think that artwork there is actually uh, pretty phenomenal, man. Yeah, I love the way that he looks there. <laughs> I think he looks great. and from honestly, 20 years ago? I mean, look at what he was able to do with Spider-Man Noir in Spider-Verse. Yeah. The character could come off as very comical, but he actually gave us a very... He gave a lot of life to that. He yeah. did. He gave a lot of emotional depth to that character that allowed that character to actually be one of my favorites in that movie. So I think he'll do the same for, for, for Superman. Superman. I mean, look at what he did as uh, Big Daddy in Kick-Ass awesome in that movie what
0: what was that other than a love letter performance to adam west yeah right dude here wait hold on hold on yeah awesome let me me give you let me give you a little piece of what's gonna be like all right you can ask me anything lois (laughs) (laughs) i'm here to stand for truth justice and the american way
1: (laughs) yeah man yeah dude if he says that i would actually get chills
0: lex I see you brought (laughs) Krypton.
1: Dude, hell yeah. I'm so Uh, down, especially if he's going up against... Uh, michael keaton's batman it works that's
0: perfect that's actually that's actually perfect and one thing that i've always wanted to see with superman that was actually brought up in an interview i did with chris cox that i keep unplugging where he brought up how he wanted to see he and his friends for years as spider-man fans had wanted to see the middle-aged spider-man what is that like in film right how do we interpret it and once we get spider-verse we see that you know we see how spider-man is kind of sticking to this teenage persona right Uh, something he's created within childhood and now he's a grown man i'm really curious about the superman who's been around for a while like Mm -hmm. the superman that alex ross would usually draw you know who's aged he's big he's he's really different than who like a henry cavill would be yeah and i and i think nicholas cage could pull that off really well
1: yeah i'm glad you mentioned that it would be interesting to see that kind of superman spider-man in into the spider verse is one of the best portrayals of spider-man and it's not even the way that we usually think of him as which is you know just a kid he is the middle-aged spider-man and it was something that we hadn't seen before really um especially coming like fully to life like that it was brilliantly done by jake johnson i love the way that that character was handled because Although he had aged, we still were able to see the young Peter, the young Spider-Man within himself, uh, to be able to help him out of the rut that he was stuck in. Uh, And I think that's something that is able to be applied to anybody in their life. You know, us as adults, if we hold on to our inner childhood, I think we're able to prevail really through anything uh, because as kids, we are you know, free thinkers, we're innocent, we're, we're kind and uh, we're genuine. And yeah. um, the way that we look at the world is so pure. And who am I describing? Superman, right? Spider-Man. That's exactly what they share in common. So I think Nick Cage can bring that to the table for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and considering he's a very big Sp- uh, Superman fan, I think he named his son like jor yeah, You're like so. He's on. I mean, imagine what that would be like for his kid to see him as Superman. You know?
1: Yeah, that would be really cool, especially yeah. since we've seen Nick Cage in these heroic figure type roles, or yeah. you know, or or these complex characters that are still able to hold on to something that's pure. Yeah. A really good example. I know people don't like Ghostwriter that much. I quite liked him in Ghostwriter a
0: lot. I really did. <laughs> World kill <laughs> <laughs> um you know i think that nicholas cage could bring out a lot of the underrated complexities of superman you know i really do think because a lot of people assume that superman is a very boring character you know i've heard that I-, I can't tell you how tired i am of hearing that shit you know uh superman's a boring character uh, you can't <laughs> yeah. do anything with it. he's too Crazy. powerful like you can't write a character what's dr manhattan then Bit. Yeah. You know, like I think Nicolas Cage is an actor who would look really deep into a character. And Superman, there's so much history behind him that a lot of mainstream fans don't really know about. I think Nicolas Cage would take a lot of that stuff into his right, right. Uh, performance, you know what I mean? And give us something that's really different, you know?
1: Yeah. Really beautiful. I agree. And someone who's actually not afraid to be kind of out there and bold, you know. Clark should not be afraid to be who he is, you know what I mean. I don't think he should be conflicted to uh, show his true colors, you know, even when in disguise. You know, who's Clark Kent? Also, a great freaking person who is also a very sophisticated journalist yeah. who is uh, not afraid to look the other way when writing a true story. You know, like, bro, like, do not be afraid to be who you are, although you're struggling with all this internal stuff, being an immigrant, being alone you know worrying about uh you know when to do something right you know not being able to prevent tragedy from happening all the time there's so much complexity to the character that i think a lot of people forget or 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 miss yeah. or just simply just don't understand because um we all are familiar with the with the figure the symbol of hope so they the just movies. think oh yeah. you know they they, they just think Oh, a good character isn't interesting. A perfect character isn't interesting. Well, Superman isn't perfect. You know, right. he's not perfect. And also it doesn't hurt to have someone in the real world to want to be good. You know what I mean? Like it's right. just Yeah, I don't there's get
0: nothing. It. I mean we've talked a lot about it, you know. We've talked a lot about the the, the, the man of steel portrayal yeah. and the direction of that Superman. And I yeah. you know, I, I already know that if Nicolas Cage showed up. As a modern-day Superman, I'd probably prefer him. Yeah. I, I might prefer him a little bit, you know, as nothing against Henry Cavill. It's just I think Cage would probably bring more personality to the role than than Cavill has so far, you know? I feel like Cavill – And I, I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, Cavill has a lot of potential. We've said that.
1: Same. Yeah, I agree. But
0: I think that they're – a lot of his performances there are bland moments in them, you know, some of his line delivery has kind of been like, not, well, not a, everyone agrees with you, Mr. Wayne. Mm, you know, like, yeah. that, that's not, like stale. St- yeah, the, that's not Clark Kent. you know mm. Mm. yeah I see if we if we get the graviton <laughs> bomb into the phantom zone, we can reverse the polarity of the neutron fl- no, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> would you okay let me ask you let's test the audience right now and i'll test you stand right back now, Joel. stand back Julie. Stand back. it's not safe would, <laughs> stand by stand, stand back. Yeah, stand by it's not safe yet how about, how about that would you rather have this get inside it's not safe or da, 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 da. <laughs> Lo, Lois, it's time
1: like i already told you i mean it's it's those moments that are crucial to who the character is. If Superman's going to say, you know, get inside, you know, be safe. I mean, I don't, I, I, I feel like that's just something that like any stranger would be able to say, but Superman is somebody who is supposed to be there to reassure you that you're going to be okay.
0: Yeah. No he wouldn't what. say stay inside. He'd say, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I'll take care of this. I just feel like that's what the character would yeah. say. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I don't like the character because he didn't say what I wanted to say right yeah. he said something that made me respond in a way where i felt didn't reflect the character you know he what i felt mean? uncertain if that makes sense You felt uncertain yeah i felt uncertain i just felt like oh okay yeah this guy has power and stuff like that and um you know one of the biggest uh defenses for man of steel is that well he's learning to be superman and the thing is for me it's like he had a whole childhood like he 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 knows who he is right he knows who he is right. you know so
0: well i think the idea of that film is that he doesn't know who he is like that's what they're pitching you know mm. and whether people want that in superman or not that's you know a yeah. preference right there i want yeah, to so that you- it really is preference so
1: it's like okay yeah. do you do you like a superman who doesn't know who he is and figures it out you know to the very end right it's literally he's like almost you know at 30 you know for me <laughs> yes, i don't they 30 me, for me i don't prefer that for right. me i prefer um uh a, a confident man who is certain of his responsibility at a very young age that that's yeah. me is clark kent
0: and plus a couple of years before man of steel came out we had finished or i mean i guess not we because i wasn't watching it much but smallville had ended you know exactly. where he was looking for himself he was 10 years of him not having the suit you know exactly right so i feel like that could be kind of repetitious for for people that's what i'm saying with nick cage i doubt you'll get any of that shit (laughs) any of it you know i think you're just gonna get superman you're gonna get um i think we should do when the snyder cut is coming out i think we should do commentaries on the movies that lead up to it (laughs) would you be down
1: we'll see <laughs> you,
0: I'm down. I've I've been wanting to do that. At least reviews, screenings.
1: Mm.
0: And then the Angels is just not not for it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Back to Mandy. <laughs> do you think Mandy encapsulates the best Nicolas Cage performance? And if not, what movie does?
1: That's a good question first movie that comes to mind is world trade center with Nicolas cage and michael Pena. yeah uh, they play firefighters that go into one of the twin towers and one or, of them
0: was a was he a firefighter or a cop nicholas cage
1: i think he was a firefighter i think they were firefighters if not maybe they were cops okay i remember one of the uh, in
0: a station
1: one of the others okay. they were heroes they
0: were here first responders so,
1: yeah first responders And so they go into the building and one of the buildings uh, collapses on them and they're stuck. Uh, That whole movie relies on just their facial expressions as they're stuck in rubble. So that to me, for them to be able to deliver performances pretty much the entire runtime with just their facial expressions is almost unheard of. uh, Especially, with that kind of story and the weight that that true story carries it's crazy so i will always love that movie uh with Nicolas cage
0: and how do you not tear up at the very end dude oh yeah honestly it's really just insane you know he's he's going through the crowd of people he's being like being shepherded if you will handed to different people everyone's clapping but you just you can't help but tear up you know yeah just thinking about it i mean my god
1: that's when I know Nicolas Cage is fully in synced with his acting ability because he knew for that story, okay, I got to handle this with the responsibility, right? Especially to uplift our first responders and the heroes of that day. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding, and Michael Pena there is outstanding as well. Yeah.
0: Um, oh my God! Yeah, when I he's mean, yelling was, for him. I mean, oh yeah! Oh yeah! End.
1: There's so many Nick Cage performances that I. I actually stand back and I'm like, man, this guy's amazing. I think he's phenomenal in face-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yep. is phenomenal <laughs> in
0: face-off. He's phenomenal. Uh, he's, br- try- he's actually brilliant in face-off. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, it, it, it really is a stroke of, of it, genius and yeah. such a. Um, that movie I, I I describe as a tragic, um, <laughs> beautiful Comedy. disaster piece. It's so damn good. It's so damn good. Him acting off of Travolta is just. Cinematic gold,
0: yeah. Uh, him acting as Travolta as himself, yeah, is in. He's he. That performance is up there for me because it's him trying to access his own cagesms. You know, yep. like he's he's trying to be himself from an outsider's perspective.
1: Oh yeah, 100%, insane. Hundred uh, hey, percent. I want your
0: fucking mouth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a smooth criminal in six. Gone gone in sixty seconds.
0: Uh, so I've that. In
1: that. Oh, you would love it. Yeah. Oh, you would love it so damn good, man. Nicholas Cage and I believe Angelina Jolie. Hoo wee. Who we. Oh, so good. The cars are sick. Um and I also I always come back to kick-ass. I will always come back to kick-ass. I I I do think he was phenomenal there. And personally, I would have nominated him, especially for the scene where he's burning alive and he's telling his daughter, you know, to keep fighting. That to me was like Wow. What,
0: what was this thing he said? He's like, and "Now turn off the lights." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was just screaming, man. He was screaming, and it, it, yeah, he was. Amazing. We
0: brought it up. It's a very inspired performance by Adam West. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. I love, I love Nick Cage because he really does respect comic books. He understands them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for what they are and what they're becoming in, in our culture, and his performances. I think, uh, uh resemble that belief you know like even in ghost rider which are movies i do not like but i think he realizes oh it's ghost rider it's it's like kind of this trashy marvel (laughs) d comic that's mainly for like the metal fans of marvel right The, the the action uh commando type fans you know so i'm gonna act as if i were in one of those films you know yeah uh damn
1: he's so great man seriously him and con air
0: Oh <laughs> dude, Connor's
1: hilarious. <laughs> dude, I love Connor, man. Seriously. No, but also I mean, I think I think uh I think we would fail if we didn't mention national treasure, man. Yeah. National treasure. Come
0: on, man. That those, is what yeah. Cage
1: became an American national treasure for us. Um
0: I think those also- are the movies that can would convince anyone. Give him a shot of Superman, you know? Yeah honestly absolutely
1: yeah stealing the declaration of independence he'll steal all our hearts as superman (laughs) i think he would be he he would be great man i'm gonna do it and also the rock with sean connery his oh yeah his banter with sean connery is also ridiculous it's like it's he was able to replicate that chemistry um from face off into the rock which is just outstanding
0: Honestly, I think he took a cue from uh, Harrison Ford when he was working with him on Indiana Jones. It's, it's very similar, the way they interact with each other. So good. Uh, what, what's the one line he says? It's like, let's cut the chit-chat, a-hole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good, man.
0: The um, so um, one movie I have to watch with Nicolas Cage is definitely Adaptation. I've heard only Ooh. great things about Adaptation. Oh yeah. I've seen a clip of it and it looks Fantastic.
1: It's It's from uh, Charlie Kaufman, yeah. the, the writer of Being John Malkovich and also Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, and also recently, a film that he released, he directed and wrote on I'm Netflix. I'm thinking of Ending Things. I'm thinking of Ending yeah. Things. I can't wait to check that out soon. Um, he's just such a uh, wonderful writer. Yeah. And Adaptation is definitely one of his best films.
0: Didn't Charlie Kaufman also do uh, Anomalisa?
1: I yes, he, he did. did. Yeah. Yes, he did.
0: That's another one of those wild ones that I mean people should have seen that coming when they watched Being John Malkovich, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Which I recently watched and that's a that's one hell of a film, dude. Right? I love that film, <laughs> right? Crazy. There's something about the way Charlie Kaufman uses puppets that's just just disturbing and partly nihilistic. I mean, it's yeah. really it gives me anxiety you know yeah
1: I want him to do a sequel to um, Team America World Police
0: (laughs) that would be awesome yeah man that would be awesome oh we at the Film Actors Guild the fags (laughs) we we know the way that the world needs to go oh man
1: Film Actors Guild
0: you're such an (laughs) hour man David (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh man
0: so good the film actors guilds <laughs> yeah. oh that would be a great te- the uh, trey parker and matt stone and uh charlie kaufman let's do oh, yeah. it yeah let's you know, do it
1: double feature that with
0: uh anomaly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you might want to kill yourself by the end oh, of that. <laughs> okay uh i think that's it uh with all this stuff so wow angel last thought i mean i think we've been going for like three hours or something
1: wow man well i just want to say thank you so much for putting this together and having me on to talk horror movies
0: of course and it's not the end we got more to do
1: it's not the end we definitely do have uh we have more to do and i can't wait to talk about that I can't wait to watch the mist and Dr. Sleep for the first time this week um, so that we can talk about it and, and uh, just break it down and analyze it. Like the uh, film lovers that we do, that's exactly what we do here at the go movie podcast, which I love. And it it just uh, makes my appreciation for cinema go to new heights. Really? I, I love reminiscing about movies. Um, I find it to be pretty easy to identify why I love movies so much. I can really pinpoint why I love something uh, beat by beat. But when it comes to movies that I don't love, I actually find those, or don't love as much, I find those to be really interesting to dissect on why I don't love something. And ultimately by the end of it, my appreciation for that movie will uh, increase a lot. So I urge all of you, for those of you who are into horror movies, Um, give them a shot. And if you don't like it, try to pinpoint why you don't like something. And I feel like by the end of it, you'll come around, I think, and, and really appreciate the art that goes behind crafting a horror movie and, um, the ability to scare somebody, I think will impress you a lot more.
0: I mean, you just got to get through it because fear is the mind killer.
1: Exactly. Fear is the mind killer. And the more horror movies you watch, think about it, the more fear that will be out of your system and right. you will be calm Daredevil, essentially, really.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, most people have become that Daredevil from The Boys, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. Which, by the way, was crazy. Yeah. I can't believe Homelander did that. But thank you so much for bringing up The Boys. I just want to let everybody we- know we're going to be reviewing The Boys very soon. I think we're going to do a retro review on the first season dive a little bit into why the first season is so brilliant uh brilliant addition to comic book lore and also do a season two review can't wait i'm probably going to catch up uh tonight i think i got like two episodes to catch up to season two
0: yeah well the the la- tonight season um uh our season episode seven comes out next week mm-hmm. episode eight so that's it
1: yeah can't wait can't wait Fantastic i can't wait show there's a lot of great stuff to look forward to uh be sure to check out all the content on uh, goat movie podcast. Julius is working hard hammering out all these videos and putting together great discussions with our friends and wonderful people. And um, we're also looking forward to collaborating with a lot of special people too. Uh, yeah. a lot of those, a-, a lot of you who watch this and uh, reach out to us. You're all amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I could, I could do this all day.
0: I could do this all day, bro. Yeah. I got to pee. So <laughs> let's not, uh, I, so, thank you for listening everybody if you want to find us you can find us on twitter uh, instagram youtube obviously but we're also on spotify and apple itunes which is on the go you know you don't have to look at us if you don't want to you can just listen to the shit that we put out there yeah man uh okay tell us about horror films that you love are you excited to see more of this series if not well just keep watching maybe you'll like hello sydney (laughs) yeah you're sydney (laughs) uh i'm julius And I'm Angel. All right, guys. Goodbye.